Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey, it's GQ here. Thanks a lot for joining us in the How We Solve podcast. Today, I have with me Justin and Milana, co-founders of ClickBank University, an education platform that has helped 70,000 plus students build digital businesses around their passions. Welcome, everyone. Excited to have both of you on the show. Yeah, thanks so much, GQ. Hey, GQ. Thanks so much for having us on. So first and foremost, this would be the first time that we're having two guests on the How We Solve podcast. So I think this is going to be quite an interesting episode. And uh, I think our listeners will really enjoy what, what you guys will share. So let's start because I think our listeners are definitely very curious about your backgrounds. And I know that you guys are pretty much known in the industry. Uh, but if you could give a bit of a, a company elevator pitch about ClickBank University. Yeah, so ClickBank University is essentially trying to help as many people as possible find success on the ClickBank platform. So whether they're beginners, intermediate, or advanced, how do you either create your own products and sell those on the ClickBank platform, or you be an affiliate and you sell other people's products on the platform? So we have two main paths, and Milana can get into kind of how those paths are set up as head of product. And we really just want to make sure that we're giving as much value as possible because it is backed by ClickBank. We are working with ClickBank on the program and we just want to help basically clarify and give a path because we never had it when we first got started. We got started on the bank just as regular affiliates and vendors and trying to figure it out all ourselves, put all these pieces of the puzzle together. And it's really a challenge if you don't have kind of a reputable source that's trying to share with you how they've done it. Yeah. And more importantly, I think that what you're asking about the beginners and the advanced catering, that's also really cool part about CBU is we do offer, you know, that different kind of level for everybody. So even if you're advanced and you don't have anywhere to turn to, and maybe there are other platforms, you know, that teach basic digital marketing online, there aren't really that many solutions for the more advanced crowd. And I know that we were talking a little bit just before the show. You mentioned that you're working with customers from different kinds of backgrounds and different kinds of levels. If you could share what's the problem that we're solving today? There's no really reputable source on digital marketing. It's not like it's really a topic that's offered in schools or anything like that. And like it's more headed by the people who are actually in the trenches doing it. So the people that really have the knowledge in digital marketing are the experts who are out there and they're, you know, waking up and doing this all day and they've been doing it for 10 years. And the people that are just jumping in right now basically have to go in and start to do it from scratch and learn from scratch exactly how to go it, through all yeah, the motions of it. And to that point, like we're kind of the experts, but we also have to work with people that are at different levels. So we have to kind of take ourselves out of this mindset of we know what we're talking about and we're trying to talk like experts. But at the same time, there's some people that have no idea what traffic even means or what a landing page is. And then there's other people that are trying to find success running ads and they're a little bit more advanced and then people that are fully kind of just trying to bring things to the next level. So the big problem that we've been working hard for to try to solve is how do we cater to those different groups of people and try to give a great value to each of those different people in one product. 
So, you know, with this product that you've created, and, you know, now it's obviously very, very popular on the market. What are some of the, I guess, possible tools, frameworks, or even possibly services or agencies that you're using right now to help tackle this problem of serving this need? So a big part is support, right? And so that's where, you know, we're so thankful to have you guys in the LTV Plus community help us really with that because like we try to get each customer at different levels where we have you know live chat but we also have webinars and we do those mostly as q and a's so that way we really identify where people are at and tackle each issue individually while having the rest of the community listen live so that's been really valuable for us too I guess like because there's like a bunch of different kinds of webinar platforms in the market. Uh, why why did you decide to go with GoToWebinar? Yeah, so GoToWebinar has kind of been just our legacy platform. You know, it's not something that we've compared recently to Zoom or to, to other platforms, but we've just have always done it. The community kind of recognizes it. They've already downloaded uh, the application on their computer, so they just have to click it. And it's all in one-way communication. So we see the questions and we often have like hundreds of people on. And so we see the questions come in and then we can answer the ones that we think are going to be most valuable to the community to hear as a whole. And then we also will be writing back to the individual ones that are maybe more specific that only they will benefit from and not the community. So we kind of are able to tier it like that where we'll talk about the major questions and then we will kind of answer individually via the chat on GoToWebinar for the those individual specific ones. Now, if today a uh, you know another a, a person who's running a startup or even a business that's already established, they want to be able to do what you know, do what you've done, the way you've achieved that with Clickbank University, what are the I guess broken down steps that the business could do so that they're able to better service customers of different levels with the product or service that they provide? I think that we, inside of ClickBank University, what we do is we really try to give different paths and give people the ability to shortcut and to jump and kind of show that they are more knowledgeable and then jump to where they need to be. So we have a week-by-week kind of plan for the beginner. So the majority of our base is probably, you know, people that are just getting started. They maybe have heard of ClickBank or have wanted to get into building an online business for a while, but they've never kind of gotten into it and they don't know where to start. So we've created a eight week and 12 week plan, eight weeks if you want to be an affiliate and 12 weeks if you want to be a vendor and sell your own products. And every week they get another set of videos to basically help them execute that week and then after they've learned and executed, they'll start getting more videos the week after that. And Milana's actually came up with an idea where we, some people request and they're like, hey, like, I don't need to start at week one. I'm, I'm at like week four. And so we didn't want to give everyone access to everything at once because that will overwhelm the majority of people. And so Milana, if you want to talk about what we kind of our solution for that. We have like the main portal where all of this is organized you know, the two core tracks that Justin has mentioned, and those are drip fed. And the way we start them off is we give them the first three or four weeks up front. And then every week after that is, is drip fed to them. And, you know, the logic behind that is that they can watch a week and then take the necessary action because 
we feel that a lot of times people just want to sit there and they get into this loop of like consuming educational content and then not so much doing the action. So that was the kind of the logic behind doing the week by week. And then for people who say are a little bit more advanced, they maybe do want to stay up 10 hours a day instead of, you know, a few hours at the end of their day. Those people will have an all access portal and they'll be able to get all the weeks up front and approach it that way. But there's a lot of different places inside of CBU, I think, where we do cater all across the board. Another one I think that comes to mind for me is we have expert courses that we provide inside. That's something where we take an expert in a certain niche, like, you know, whether it be traffic generation or maybe social media, and we bring them on and they do mini class and mini training course for our community. Justin mentioned, you know, we run the Q&As and that's kind of how we work that in is once in a while, we'll feature one of these experts on our Q&As. And again, that gives people another opportunity to basically have conversation with, you know, an expert where in the Q&As, they'll be able to actually ask their questions on expert topics. So that's where like the more advanced people can be like, oh, hey, you know, does my EPC look okay? Like how many impressions should I be getting on this? And like, is this an okay conversion rate on my funnel? And where as a beginner, you know, they could really just go through the initial content of the university and really get what they need out of it. And there was one thing that caught my attention that when, when you were explaining kind of like the steps there in the framework, and I think this is also pretty interesting for our listeners to, to find out. I guess the problem, or maybe I'm not sure how, how common this problem might be, is that when you're taking an online course, or if you're about like, you know, attending some online classes, and we're given a lot of content, students might just get stuck in that phase of constantly consuming content and not necessarily taking action. And so that was a really interesting thing that you mentioned in terms of your drip campaign as to how you get students to actually take action versus just like digesting. Do you see that this is a common trend? And what are some of the other possible ways that you might have tried or thing that couldn't help push students or drive students to actually take action instead of just sitting back and consuming content? I think this is a prevalent trend in general and just how we consume content today in general. People love sitting on YouTube and watching just like hours of videos and and reading all these books on whatever financial investing or whatever it is and just never really getting out there and putting themselves out there and testing it all themselves. So it's, it's definitely a problem. I think a lot of people and companies face trying to motivate people to actually take action. Yeah. And I don't think it even has to just do with the content space of like education. You know, I think that if you buy a home fitness workout machine late night, <laughs> on a commercial, I think there's a very small chance that you're going to use that. And a very high chance it's just going to be in your garage, this little app cruncher. And, uh, <laughs> and you're never going to get those abs that you dreamed of. I think it's the business's job to motivate people after people buy. So I call it selling to people that have already bought. So you want to still sell the idea that they need to take action and and their the results are on the other end. So a lot of businesses I've noticed, you know, they all their marketing and all their selling and all their psychological triggers are used on their sales pages to convert someone to buy, but those can be used on the actual content and the getting started videos and, and reasons follow through, even though you have nothing to sell at that point. So we really try to incentivize people to show up for our 
our training. Sometimes we give away money. We did a $1,000 week giveaway to get people because we did a big launch uh, last year and we had a lot of people join and we were like, we got to get these people taking action. So the first thing to take action is they had to at least show up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so showing up for our weekly trainings, entered them into a thousand dollar giveaway and that worked incredibly well. Our stick rate was, was much higher and people were excited, engaged, and they, sh they showed up. That is very interesting. I, I didn't think of it that way, but, but that makes so much sense because when you're, you know, like a lot of, like you said, businesses are always focused on bringing in people to make that purchase. But then when you want to help people make the most out of the product or the service that they've purchased, and that is a really, really cool idea. I like that selling. What, what, what was that again? What was the concept again? It said selling after selling. <laughs> yeah, it's selling motivation, I guess, is marketers are really good at, you know, really knowing how to hit on people's pain points and trying to get down to their drivers really and ask the people to dig in into themselves and see, you know, why are you doing this? And, you know, yeah. how do you feel at your lows and highs and to always remember that. And you're selling after the sale, I guess. Is selling after the sale. Yeah. I love that. Selling them something to buy. Awesome. <laughs> selling after the sale. You guys heard it from Justin and Milana. Selling after the sale. I, I, I got to write that down. I'm going to have that. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that for a while now. Okay. So, you know, getting to where you are today, I'm very sure that you guys have worked a large part of it is probably just like blood, sweat and tears, but obviously there might be other things that, you know, you get, you draw inspiration or knowledge from. What are some of the books, tools, or resources that have really greatly impacted your life to, when creating ClickBank University? I'm always trying to look for the highest leverage levers. So the things that are the most effective to get the most results. And you can think of it as like the 80-20 rule where 20% of your actions cause 80% of the results. Uh, you can think of it as four-hour work week of Tim Ferriss's book on how to basically outsource the stuff that you shouldn't be focusing on yourself, how to create processes that allow you to scale and kind of take those ideas and not be like, oh, I only have to do 20% of the work, but being like taking that 20% and really diving in and filling that with our workday to get you know far, far better results. And so when we are thinking about ClickBank University, we want to think of that 80-20 rule essentially with our marketing. You know, What's the 20% of marketing that generates the majority of the results? And then also on the product side, like what are the, the main things that we can do to get people engaged, excited and follow through with, with taking action and, and getting results? I really like that, that you brought up the four hour work week and also the concept of the 80-20 rule, right? Uh, I think sometimes people may misconstrue that and think that it's like, okay, great. I just work four hours a week and I'm great. Like I have a successful <laughs> business, but what people don't realize is that now that you have, you're, you're, you've done this for four hours, now you have other time to do a lot of other things as well. And it's not that easy as what people think it is. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a, like a huge misconception is, you know, that building an online business is easy. It's not easy, but it has a lot of benefits, you know, not having brick and mortar, not having inventory. If you have like a digital business, not having insurance and all these other kind of aspects that you might need for a physical business. I think, yeah, the idea of focusing on the highest leverage stuff can be all the time. Like you shouldn't spend one second focusing on what's not highest leverage of that moment. So it doesn't mean you work four hours, but if you do work 40 hours or more, 
those 40 hours are the most highest leverage 40 hours that you can use. I am 100% on board with that. And when, and when you say, you know, like with, with online businesses, I think this is a very, very important time that we're talking about this because I, I have, so, so I've been chatting with a few people uh, for the past two days and the common topic that comes up is, you know, we're living in a time where a pandemic is, you know, taking place in the world right now. But if this had happened 10, 20 years ago, I think it would be a really different story that we're having right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just for even people staying sane, like without their phones and social media, and I don't know how people would not go crazy on the psychological <laughs> perspective, like take away the business perspective of the fact that people are able to buy on their computers at all times now. But just psychologically, I don't know how people would mentally deal, you know, really being shut off. You, you got your landline, and that's about it. You got <laughs> commercials on TV most of the time and yeah it would be so different what's interesting now is that I, I think like like I'm really curious to hear both of your perspective on this you know with COVID-19 happening right now and we're not sure when that will possibly end or if it will ever end in, in, in the coming months right do you think that life would ever go back to the way it was before or do you think it will be forever changed from this point forward I think that you know in the history of time in general there have been a lot of lessons learned, but I think that time is time is a sneak and he has a way of basically making us forget things, even the biggest lessons in life. So I think that humans tend to forget even the most traumatic and monumental things in life. So I think maybe if it's not in our lifetime, then you know, in another in the next lifetime or in the next 200 years or whatever, hopefully we're around by then. (laughs) (laughs) I think everything cycles, problems cycle all the time. And uh, I think definitely there will be changes made today, like in our systems and, you know, how things are ran, but I think eventually it'll come back. Yeah. I think that from the business standpoint, I think some things are going to like cause long lasting changes. And what I mean by that is like, a lot of businesses now also are, they have to, everyone's working from home, right? So now once people, if we can see that the productivity is still there reasonably, then the businesses are going to be like, why am I spending a hundred K on, you know, office buildings that I have when maybe I can spend 10 K and just have our executives in there and everyone else is kind of, you know, working from home because people would rather work from home. So the value of physical, like, I think it's going to decrease as people get used to being digital and even like meetings, like the value of me flying over to hang out with you. I can just zoom call you, you know, like <laughs> maybe that's, that's almost there. And I get to save thousands of you know business expenses. So I think that that's a fundamental shift that people are going to get more and more used to, but as a society and as an economy, I think we'll, we'll eventually recover, but I don't think it'll be a, a V shaped bounce back. I think, you know, it'll be more of a U and a lull as we kind of have to get used to the changes that are going to be naturally just have to happen. And on that note, is there a, and and this could be individual or together, I guess, uh, is there a personal mission statement for each of you? You know, planning your life. (laughs) Everything is like the biggest, biggest questions, right? Yeah, no, these are good. I'd like to hear yours first, GQ. You like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) This is the first time someone has asked me on this show. Okay. I think for me, my personal mission right now, and it's quite quite aligned with what we're doing at LTV Plus, it's really to 
be, I guess, a catalyst or an instrument to provide at least 10,000 jobs in this world. So we are on, like, our, our mission right now with LTV Plus and Task Drive, we are, I guess, at about 100-ish, 150 almost. And so we're, we still have a way to go. But that's really essentially the mission that I wake up to every single day because I get a lot of joy just being able to share this remote work experience uh, with someone else from somewhere in the world and knowing that they have the capability or rather the capacity and the capability to deliver well and just share that joy with everyone else. And well, I guess like uh, one thing that I learned from my partner, David, as well is to always, well, he says, act act out of love, not out of fear. And my, so I kind of change that a little bit and say like, you know, no matter the situation that happens, I always choose love and not fear. So even if you get thrown the worst curveballs in life, you always pick the be- the right decision, the one that actually, I guess, something that you do out of love, even if it's the most worst thing that can ever happen to you. So something along those lines, I think. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think uh, to succeed, you got to keep pushing forward. So. Exactly. Exactly. I think for me, it would be, you know, changing education and outlets of education. I think that there's a lot of holes in our existing education system in terms of like options and actually the techniques of teaching. And I think with CBU, it's nice to provide an alternative path to the common system because, you know, nine to five is not for everybody. And the industries that are provided in the education system aren't for everybody. And digital marketing is definitely now coming about and people are realizing it's a it's a very real thing um, and it's a great way to make income it's a great way to be free and have your own time and I just love that we can do that for, for everybody that's similarly to probably what I would be thinking is we got started trying to figure this whole thing out you know I, I signed up for MLMs multi-level marketing things that failed <laughs> miserably I was selling things on eBay and buying things from Alibaba and doing drop shipping and Google like AdSense and all sorts of stuff. And I really was just kind of spinning my wheels. I didn't have any sort of blueprint, any sort of path that I could kind of model after. And so for me, I'm, I'm really passionate about helping people because I think of everyone the same as just to be who I was, but just in the past. So like, you know, you go back 12 years and I'm just broke high schooler, college kid trying to figure it out in my dorm room And I try to think of me in the past as being every customer and how can I, you know, help accelerate their paths to success? How can I help them shortcut the learning curve? And, you know, we're really passionate about education and about financial freedom and trying to help people get to the level that we're so lucky to to live ourselves and traveling the world and working from wherever, you know, whenever we want. Um, It's an amazing time and we want to help as many people achieve it as we can. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I think that is super, super inspiring. Now, if listeners have any questions that they wanted to contact, you know, uh, both of you, what will be the best way to get in touch with both of you? Yeah, I, I can be found on Facebook, Justin Atlin, or Instagram is probably the best for both of us, I would think. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that about wraps it up for our episode. So, Thanks a lot for your time, Justin and Milana. It was super great having both of you. And once again, thank you for setting the trends of having two guests on one show. I love it. And I think we will try this format a little bit more. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, GQ. Thank you for tuning into the How We Solve podcast. 
Is your sales team spending too much time researching leads and accounts? We take over all the labor-intensive sales development tasks so your team can focus on building relationships and closing more deals. We don't just build lists. We take a strategic research-based approach to find your team qualified leads every day. Ready to start? Schedule your free consultation at taskdrive.com. That's T-A-S-K-D-R-I-V-E.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.